0: Hello Rip City to all of you here in town and in every corner of the Interwebs, thank you for tuning in. We hope you're enjoying this beautiful Saturday, the 8th of February. I'm Keith feltner Smith, he is Ty Delbridge. What up? And you are listening to the Podland
1: Trailcasters. Keith, if people are trying to send us questions, send us comments, send us stuff about referees, send us stuff about how good <laughs> Damian Lillard is, stuff anything, where can they send us that stuff on social media?
0: Well, they should always tag the referee comments with hashtag fix the refs, hashtag fix the NBA, please. And send all those things to at Trailcasters on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. Uh, And we will even take fancy dancy emails at trailcasters at gmail.com because I'm going to run over you right there.
1: Wow, you just took that part from me. Okay, whatever. (laughs) Uh, Well, Then how about this? If people are listening to this podcast on anywhere podcasts are found, what should they be doing?
0: We are always looking for five stars,
1: sir. That's right, and these awesome beats that I love to listen to, where can they be found?
0: You know, that's that's kind of a funny thing you mentioned. That uh, you just told me off there that uh, Odar is no longer on SoundCloud, so these beautiful beats from Odar, we don't know where to find them right now. We'll research this. We'll figure this out. We'll hunt down Odar and find where you can find his uh, his music in the future. But uh, you can you yeah, find these
1: awesome beats on Keith. Computer. Hard drive. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes, that is right. We have Odar's Beats available on Trailcasters at all times, and we will f- tell you where else to find them. Uh, but, yeah, please o- always find the on the pod. We are on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify. I don't know if we mentioned that because we're getting crazy today. It is all sorts of loose and backwards after a crazy game last night, which we will get to in a minute. First things first, got to also thank our sponsor, uh, Clearly Speaking. You can talk to Brenda Nuckton over at clearlyspeakingoregon.com. She can help you with any sort of speech tendencies you have that may be slowing you down or tripping you up things such as a stutter uh, slurs talking too fast when you get excited like myself uh, saying um too often or us I, I do that a lot um, there's Guilty you know things like lot. uh but yeah brenda Nuckton over at clearly she is a licensed speech and hearing pathologist she can help you with all that go and visit her today she has supported the pod from day one so please if you need help go and support her she'll support you all right hi so we've had some happenings this week Oh, boy, man. It's hard not to want to just rant about the refs in the game last night. We will get there. We're going to wind up to this. We're going to warm up first, get our stretching in, you know, get get all loosened up. I'm not brown cow. Yeah. Again, shout out to Brennan Uckton. Hey! If you need any help with any uh, loosening up for some, some good ranting and yelling about the refs, go and talk to Brennan over at ClearlySpeakingOregon.com. Uh First things first, though, yeah. The uh, trade deadline was this week. We saw some pretty crazy trades. We saw... A four-team trade with Houston, Atlanta, Minnesota, uh, Denver. I think like twelve or so players getting involved in that. Uh, we saw Andre Drummond get shipped out of Detroit. He uh, where did he go? Cleveland, right?
1: Yep, Cleveland. D'Angelo Russell to Minnesota. Oh, right.
0: Yeah, that was a good one. DeAngelo Russell to Minnesota. And Wiggins to Golden State. So somehow Warriors get. Uh, what do you think of that one? Where do you stand on Wiggins? In because I I feel like it's the rich getting richer. Here's a what bit.
1: I think. Here's what I think about it. Yeah, the rich get richer. I mean, rich get richer. I know all the people. Well, they're hurt this year. Whatever. Yeah, they're gonna be fine next year. Yeah, they'll be fine. It makes me not mad. It they were able to get Russell when Durant left, because for some reason Durant ended up doing a sign and trade. I mean, I guess to just be nice to the franchise. So in a way, instead of losing Durant for nothing, as the Thunder lost Durant for nothing, or most teams end <laughs> up losing the superstars for nothing, like the Raptors lost Kawhi Leonard for nothing. Blazers well, uh, lost Aldridge yeah and, and the Blazers lose the markets Durant ends up doing a sign and trade and then for some reason Russell who wanted to go to Minnesota anyway they were going to sign him decided to sign with Golden State on a sign and trade so it was just weird and then now they get to use Russell to get Andrew Wiggins who a lot of people hate on Andrew Wiggins and I understand it but I think he's going to be very good in this system and the dude averages like 23 points a game and he's been in not a good system not a good winning culture and now he gets out of Minnesota and gets to go to Golden State with better facilities, better culture, and then now next year he'll have Steph and Clay with him, and maybe Draymond, and he gets to be the third or fourth option and, and be that Harrison Barnes role where they won. So exactly, yeah, that's where I'm at with that. So that's that's always fun. <laughs> well, the, you you hit it
0: right on the end uh, there too. I think the big difference here is that Wiggins is going to look way better in Golden State than he did in Minnesota because he's not going to be the guy. Even though there's a lot of talk that he kind of, maybe that was part of the problem in Minnesota, is that he wanted to be his team, and in comes Carl Anthony Towns. But he's going to clearly be not the guy here. Same way we've seen with Melo. All the worry in the past has been, oh, is Melo just going to kind of be a a, a black hole for the ball? Is he going to kind of slow down systems? And that's been the complaint with, uh, what, Houston and OKC, like you're mentioning. But he comes up here, and he knows that this is not his team. It's not his time anymore. He's a... He knows just to fit into his role, and he's done a pretty good job of it. So I think we're gonna see similar from Wiggins, and it's yeah, it's gonna feel like the rich are just getting richer. It seems like the Warriors had this, and they
1: get a top draft pick this year as well. Yeah, that's right.
0: Oh man, yeah. So. D'Angelo Russell was just like found money. They never really had a fit for him other than just being a placeholder for other talent they would bring in, and they made it work. So you know, hopefully you see the Blazers do something like that at some point because apparently that's uh that's that's what good ownership does. You know what uh you know what confuses fans as far as ownership and their moves is when you have this big piece that all the expectations all around the league seem to be that as Nurk was getting healthy, as we had our big man slowly starting to come back, you would want to make some sort of move for this $27 million elephant in the room, Whiteside's contract. He is playing amazing here, obviously. He's been doing a great job here. And without Nurk back yet, you need a center. You need something. And so I wonder if maybe the reason we didn't see the Blazers make a move, why we didn't see Shea make a move, could that have been influenced by just the fact that we've been playing well enough that if you took the the last remaining center out of the roster and deflate kind of the whole uh, the, the streak we have and the season we have going right now, was that just maybe more than the fan or more than the franchise wanted to do to the fan base or more than they kind of wanted to deal with from the fan base, I guess would be another way to put it.
1: Yeah, they had no height. I mean, we saw that in that jazz game. We had to play Caleb Swanigan most of the yeah. night, which he did an awesome job, by the way. If anyone's hating on them, you don't understand basketball you outside of box score and stats you can't uh, hit anyway he's man. playing no he's playing great and he's only six eight. so like that i mean he's not a center he's a power forward so yes we need size and the way that white side's playing you i mean it's hard to trade him and then i think like you and i were saying we were talking off air we, we have texted about this as well his value we saw with that andre drummond trade and i know other people were saying yeah. it as well i mean that's about it and i think in my opinion i would take drummond Every day of the week, I, I mean, eh, maybe not every day of the week. Maybe five days out of the week I would take on <laughs> the because he's younger, he's thicker. Um, I think he's got a little bit more to his game, and I think most league, like I, I think most teams around the league would think the same. And we saw him get traded for Brandon Knight and John Henson right. to the Cabs, who already have Tristan Thompson. And so, so it, if he's getting traded for that, what? Like, what would the Blazers have gotten for White? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Yeah. I wanted to make sure that people all understood that in case they didn't know the details on the Drummond trade. Is basically that the value we've seen from Drummond indicates that maybe the centers, maybe those big, hulking, slow-foot centers, just aren't really uh, as valuable around the league as as we were hoping that White said would be at this point. Also, the whole thing of uh, maybe this is a little more abstract and and not as easy for us to explain. But the uh the contract um or no, I'm sorry. What am I saying here? Oh, the expiring contract. The expiring contracts are looking like they're going to be a lot less valuable this year than they have been in years past. And other times it's been one of those things where you could get a lot of uh, asset for that kind of space when teams are looking to rebuild. This year just doesn't seem to be a year where teams are looking for that kind of uh, space to open up on their rosters as much. And so, again, Whiteside's contract, outside of his ability in production, might just not have as much appeal.
1: What we did and see... And I the think b- the Blazers... Oh, I, I mean, also, I mean, sorry to interrupt, but I do think no, the Blazers... I are looking at it in a way of saying, all right, what do we have when when we have Nurkic come back and Whiteside and Collins? They tried it last year with Ennis Kanter, who's arguably a starting center. Right. Maybe he's a better six-man now. He's he's fine figured out, but he's a, a talent, and we decided to have him come off the bench to back up Nurkic, and our plan was going to the playoffs with those type of bigs, so that way when Nurkic goes to the bench, bam, you got Kanter for 15 minutes. Bam, you got Collins. Right. Okay, now Nurkic is fresh. Three bigs, starting bigs coming at you all game. Now... They could kind of do it again. Now they have Nurkic coming back. Hopefully he's ready to go. Then then let's say we get a really ramped up Collins' uh, like recovery, and he comes back right before the playoffs. And now we have Whiteside. You're getting bam. Let's say we only have Nurkic for 20 minutes tonight, or even 15. That's good minutes. We use him right there. Yeah, we yeah. use Whiteside for 30 minutes. You got Collins right there. That's seven-footer, seven-footer, seven-footer. You can hang with the Lakers. You can abuse the Clippers who are small right now. I mean, you can go beat this (laughs) Rockets Rockets? team who has no center. Because you have Collins (laughs) who can move on uh, with guys. So that way you put Collins at the five. He can go on a guy like P.J. Tucker and stay in front of him. So I'm very intrigued. I am putting on my optimism hat for the Blazers. (laughs) I think with this front court, I know the game has moved to three-point shots and everything, but I think the Blazers looked at it last year with Canner, and now they're going to try that same thing this year and actually hopefully work, and everybody will will be healthy going into the playoffs. When one
0: thing I think we didn't even mention yet, I want to be clear on, too. Uh, the disappointing side of this as far as the trade deadline is that while we didn't move Whiteside, I'm not saying I'm disappointed in that necessarily. It's just questionable. Uh, but as we're explaining, there's possibilities here. The thing that is unfortunate is that we did move Scal. We moved Abyssier and Cash to Atlanta. Again, if we're talking about value here, this is you gave away a promising young player who showed who showed skill in production this year when it, when he had minutes, when he had time for him. You gave that you gave that in cash. You didn't e- even give him to get cash back. You gave that in cash to essentially just clear some cap space. This is purely just paying less luxury tax. It's not even eliminating the luxury tax, so you're not the team is not getting the benefit of taking a year off of the repeater tax, which again, I'm sorry if this is too jumbled, but we can get into that in another t- uh, another discussion. But yeah, you're not even getting a lot of benefit out of this, man. And so it's just, it's really disappointing to see the team get such little value for Skull, who seemed to have such promise and I thought it had a lot of potential as a Blazer, if not somewhere else in the league.
1: It sucks for Skull because he was just finally kind of figuring it out in the NBA. He was getting his first start with the Blazers when he did injure his knee, f- what, four minutes in, three minutes into the game. Yeah. Uh, so I, I feel really bad for him because he was really starting to figure out. And I think, yeah, he was really playing good. I. Was with you on first. I thought that was really weird. It was kind of like that Noah Vonley thing. I said it. I've been saying it all year. They're going to trade somebody like this. And I, for a while, thought it'd be Gary yeah. Trent until he really just blew up. And now his trade value might be very Ooh. high. But they decided to uh, do it with Scout. And I think the Blazers just had one too many injuries. And there's just too many guys in that training room right now. And I, it, I get, it definitely sucks. But right now, like we had no word on when Scout was coming back. And so for him to just sit there and rehab, I mean, you can either have him sit there and rehab and who knows what's going to happen now, Now or then coming into free agency. When, then let's say they try and get Whiteside to come back. Do you keep Scal then when you have Whiteside right. back with Collins and Nurkic? So let's say you keep him rehabbing injury who doesn't play the rest of the year. And then you still pay the luxury tax or yeah, maybe not get out of luxury tax, but still save somewhat of the money. It's still, you're still going down even though it sucks, but for a guy who might end up leaving this summer anyway due to trying to better the roster, I which I was really impressed with Scow. He was having such a good year. It just really sucks for him. He was really hitting that point where he might have been able to make himself some money.
0: Yeah, yeah, Scow was looking really good, man. And I think you're right, though, that what this does indicate is that if the team is looking to kind of bolster the roster for something towards the end of this season or moving forward, this probably does mean that there wasn't much of a... Uh, A good diagnosis as far as skulls return we probably didn't have much of an idea of when he would be coming back and maybe that's the you can only hear from the other angle the fact that they were willing to let him go because he probably didn't have a a good timetable maybe does indicate they're looking to kind of keep this roster going this season they're trying to keep this uh keep this run going and they're not just willing to kind of fold at the end of the season for it so yeah maybe that is again some hope to take out of this uh, moving forward let's move forward and talk about the all-star game changes did you see what they're doing to the three-point contest I, I think it's, uh, do you want to lay it out uh, for, the, for the listeners? Or no, you go ahead. ahead? Uh, basically, the normal three-point contests we've seen in the past had what? Four, no, five shooting stations around the arc, right? One in yeah, on each corner, one on each elbow, and then one at the very top. Uh, yep. And you would have one money ball on the rack. Uh, they're, they're each worth one point. The money ball would be worth two. And then I think, did you have one rack where it was five money uh, balls in a row? Yep, five by, uh, five of them. So that was the standard thing they've been doing, and you had a minute to complete 25 shots. Now what they have, they've added essentially two Dame shots. They've added these two shots back in between the elbow and the one at the top of the key, or top of the arc, excuse me. Uh, And there's one ball in each of these racks, and this ball is worth three points. So you have... The regular shots being worth one, the money balls each worth two, and now these the dame shots, the dame ball is what I'm going to call it, uh, worth three from distance. I love it, man. They've added 10 seconds, so it's now 70 seconds instead of one minute uh, for 27 shots instead of 25. This is awesome. And considering what we've seen Dame do as far as the percentages, the numbers we talked with Bodmer last week, uh, what he's doing from long range, I feel like this is kind of maybe something that maybe leans in our favor. Would you agree?
1: Oh, definitely it does. Dame's the best, probably the best deep range shooter in this one. If you go on to the Oregon lottery app or whatever betting app you use, I can currently I think he's the leading favorite. Two to one uh, favorite. So plus two hundred on the money line, you can get Dame to win the three point contest. Yeah, I'm I'm a uh, super pumped with all these new changes. I am kind of curious, uh, because of I know the deep shot has been a big phenomenon. This year with Dame, last cu- last couple years with Steph and Dame and other players like Trey Young now, so I am curious if it's because of how Dame's doing it, and and also because Dame's in the three point contest, or if they decided to take something from the big threes, little four point line that they've seen has uh, been pretty fun and entertaining, and uh, <laughs> oh. I wonder if this was already the plan for the three point contest. For, I mean, like just Dude. regardless of uh, who, like who was in it.
0: I had not even made that connection, sir. You are blowing my mind, Ty. I hadn't thought about the big three thing. And you're right, the, the four-point shot they have over there is what you're referring to. The Right, it's four points they're doing yep, in that one? Yep, yeah. they have a
1: four-point line during the game. And I know it's uh, it's been a big stir-up when people shoot from there. There's, it, it's, uh, I've seen game winners from They've there. They've some game
0: winners. Yeah, totally. It's, it's been a big one. It's
1: really fun, and uh, it's been super successful. And I know guys want to put a four-point line who have talked about putting it like in the NBA, and I don't think that'll happen, but maybe this is the NBA's way of nodding to the big three or nodding to maybe we'll just see how everybody likes it and maybe like there's a change coming who knows do you
0: yeah do you think we would actually see this in the nba we're not like a four point line but some sort of a two spots back there
1: nah i don't i don't know if we'll ever we'll ever see it maybe yeah. they do like four points if you shoot it past half court but i don't want to see guys pulling up from half court i'm yeah, not trying to see yeah, that yeah. game you don't
0: need to spread it out that much, man. I think there's enough incentive as it is, especially when you have shooters like this.
1: I'm gonna call it, and I'm putting my money on Damian Lillard to win the three-point contest. I think he's gonna nice. come in with this hot momentum, and I think he's pissed off. I know he's been in the, what he's been in it two or three times before, and he hasn't yep. won it. I think he, I, I think he wants to win it. And establish himself, I think he already, he already has established himself as one of the best shooters in the NBA, but I think oh, now yeah. to go get himself that, just to go really go put it in people's faces and then go, like, hey, I got the award, go put me in the record books, go put me in the all-star books, whatever, I'm a three-point contest winner.
0: I could see it, man. I, I could. I could would definitely be uh, betting on Dame for this one. Uh, just to reference, too, we mentioned these stats last week with Bodmer on here, but I don't think I actually had the tweet pulled up for the detail. Uh, Rip City Project put this out the other week. As far as the three shooters who are shooting, uh, they've shot uh, 30 or more three-pointers from beyond 30 feet. D'Angelo Russell, 12 of 32, Trey Young, 21 of 62, and Damian Lillard, 37 of 84. So percentage-wise, I'm oh sorry, volume-wise, Eighty-four versus sixty-two versus thirty-two. Dame is obviously taking the most beyond thirty feet, and percentage-wise, he's shooting forty-four compared to thirty-three point nine and thirty-seven point five. So, first in volume, first in efficiency, as Rip City Project put it, uh, pretty good sign, I'd say, for for that bet. I, w- I would say the numbers are on your side, on our oh side, because yeah. I'm going to bet that one too. That's that's easy money. Let's
1: take it. I like it. Winner. <laughs> okay. Three-point contest.
0: Before I move back towards a little more blazer centric here, let's talk about some of the other All-Star Game stuff coming up. Besides the, uh, the changes in the three-point contest and Dame's odds, what do you think about the dunk contest this year? Do you? I, I feel like at this point we kind of were talking about Thumbs maybe down. <laughs> not even interested, huh?
1: Oh my gosh, they only have four people in it. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm I love Pat Connington. That he should not be in the dunk contest. I'm, I'm oh. sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. He. That's it. We get, we get, we get freaking Derek Jones for the Heat, which I think he's a pretty good high flyer. And we also have Aaron Gordon. We have Pat Connington, and who's the other one? I I, I don't know. It's Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard's it.
0: I mean, they
1: only have Is that four. That's What they're
0: doing? It's good.
1: I'm That's look, it. I'm looking it up only right now. I know it's four people. It's gonna was. go so quick. I feel like why not put Diallo back in it? He won it last year, right? Why not? I feel like, in my opinion. The winner of whatever contest should always come back and be the repeat. Like, well, okay. I, like, I so saw, that- like, Spencer Denweedy might not be in it. Like, I'm sorry, like, or, like, let's say, like, it's Clay Thompson who wins the three-point contest. Or, let's say this year, it's Damian Willard. He should have to come back next year and pay him a little bit more. I know he's a superstar, but that's how it should go.
0: Yeah, okay, so so just to be clear here, did you say Aaron Gordon? I heard you say Pat yeah. and Dwight and Derek. Okay, I just heard hadn't heard that one the day. I'll cut that part out. Uh, yeah, that's ridiculous, man. Aaron Gordon, I think, is the most uh, belonging in there as far as... He, and Derek Jones, too. Derek Jones Jr. is a good dunker. But I don't yep. want to see Dwight Howard dunk. I don't want to see the big dude who barely has to get up off the ground just going And to he's the, 30 the now. Post. He's not 24. Yeah, like Yeah, he's, he's not used jumping he's around, not, man.
1: There no are so Superman many people anymore. that would be more
0: explosive, more more dynamic to see dunk. Anthony Simons. Situation. Put Anthony yeah. Simons.
1: Put, put Lillard in it. Put. Well, We
0: can't do Anthony Simons now because he's got a concussion. But you know, well, well yeah, you can't identity. do it now. But
1: well, there's just there's so <laughs> many better options. There's so many better guys. There's, I mean, that should be the highlight of All Star Weekend. And now I think it's a three point contest.
0: You know, you know what? I, let me fire back on that one on you. I have never really been into the dunk contest that much. I feel like it's really? been Really? Over- okay. Hyped. Like since a year or two before Blake Griffin jumping over the car, I feel like the dunk contest has been overhyped and under, uh, under performing. Under, under. What's the word? under-delivering. I'm with you a little bit. Yeah. The, the three-point contest has been fun, but it's been kind of stale, too. What I've wanted to see is have them do something more with the uh, Skills Challenge, and I feel like they've tried it some different things, but the problem is they keep making it like the the first thing out in the day, the early mm-hmm. uh, event, one, and yeah. no one's ever going to watch that, man. You're making it like a pre-show kind of thing. you got to give the Skills uh, Challenge some sort of exhibition, some sort of value in there, and some sort of hype, the same way you do with the dunk in the three-point contest. But I think at this point, dude, I'd, I'd almost... I don't know, man. I, they got to do something to change the dunk contest because what they're doing right now is not working.
1: I'm with you. I am somebody like I know a lot of people don't like. They don't like the All Star Game or All Star Weekend. I've always been a huge fan of it. I remember when I was like a kid, like middle school, and high school. I'd sit here All Star Weekend. I watch all the stuff. I watch all the All Star practices. Watch the horse events. They do stuff. I mean, I'm always. I love watching these guys play basketball. Like it's just yeah. still fun to see them do cool stuff with it. I'm sorry, yeah, it might be cheesy, whatever. I don't care. It's still fun to watch. Um, yeah, like I really enjoy watching the skill contest. I wish they would do more of that. They used to do that shooting stars where they had like, yeah, totally. like a legend and then like a, and then yeah. I think it was like a WNBA player and then they had a current player. Bring that and back. That that, uh, uh, or that was fun. I think that had like a half court shot in it or something. Yeah, yeah they
0: were doing the half court thing. I remember Chris Bosch was just killing it. Yeah. Me. Bring that yeah, back. Dude. That's fun. And then
1: was great. Also, like with the dunk contest, I was always super into it because it was always fun to watch. And yes, they hyped it up. So I was always really into it. But then, yeah, like with you, so what would happen? is I would like watch it and be like oh that was it and then and then I realized that I almost got more into the three point contest more than the dunk yeah. contest but <laughs> I remember those Sprite dunk contests when they had like 6 or 8 of them and then like you had to vote on it and then it was way more hype like when they had Nate Robinson they had Dwight Howard back when he was doing the superman stuff I'm I'm real mad LeBron never did it I mean yeah like it, w- it, it and then what that year Damian Lillard did the dunk contest was so bad
0: well, and not only that? that though. Remember though, they they've had some garbage refs for the or not. Uh, sorry, uh, um, judges for the. Uh, yeah. So I'm, already, I'm fixated on the refs still. They've had some garbage judges for the dunk contest in the past. Man, they get like uh, um, dudes in there who either don't know ball and are just doing it on purely the hype factor, like jumping over a car or some dumb sponsor yep. thing like that.
1: Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's gotten stale. Fix dude. the dunk contest. Yeah,
0: or, or bring in other events again like make the skills challenge a bigger thing, bring back the celebrity th- stuff. I'm li- I'm with you though. I've always enjoyed watching the All-Star weekend events. There's a lot of personality. There's a lot of stuff you see with the NBA players that you don't catch in games, mm-hmm. especially if you're watch if you're not able to watch games outside of watching your own team. There's a lot of good stuff at the All-Star weekend. My problem with it ho- has always been more about what qualifies you to be an All-Star. I think, you know, some of the fan voting stuff is not really yeah. the the best judgment, but again, that's not today's conversation. We're not worried about that. I do think, uh, in general, there's a lot of fun to be had there. Just hopefully, like you said, fix the dunk contest.
1: I do hope they add that one-on-one tournament that we talked yeah, about. I've seen cool. some players. i seen players tweeting about or, like, a horse tournament or something like fun. that would be really cool. Like, a cool event that's either during Saturday night or that's during, like, Friday night, like, before, like, the like rookie game or whatever, just something else like that to really get these players going one-on-one or something. Like, that's what I want to see.
0: Yeah, dude. I I anything to get the players more involved and get again. You want star players. You don't want just no. Again, no offense to Derek Jones Jr. or Aaron Gordon, but we've never seen LeBron uh, in the dunk contest like you mentioned. We've there's a lot of big in game dunkers that I think would have something to throw down here, but they are probably protecting themselves or not wanting to kind of expose themselves at the wrong time or just needing the rest from All Star Weekend because they're carrying the team the rest of the season. Lots of things to address here. But you know what will be more fun and a lot less complicated uh, over All-Star Weekend? Dame is having a concert. Not uh, Damian Lillard, but Dame Dalla is putting on a show. Uh, so this is kind of cool, I thought. like the, It harkens back to his four-bar Friday stuff. He For a while uh, in his earlier years, he had four-bar Friday and actually associated that also with All-Star Weekend. I think he held a concert there at one point. And I don't think it's gone on every year since. It might have kind of dropped off. But how about this coming back? Does this uh, make you want to be down uh, down there a little more for the actual event?
1: Uh, yeah, that's awesome that they are using Damian Lillard. It's about time they actually started using him, cause it's yeah pretty big. Like, are like I know the NBA is like really involved like with like the music community. Like they always have rappers on the sidelines. They shout them out at games. And now you have a like a really good rapper who's one of your star players. players. Star, yeah, like, yeah. You like you should be doing every All Star game. Like he should be doing every why commercial, wouldn't like they, right? yeah like I don't yeah I this is so smart by the NBA. It's so smart they finally did it, and I hope they. I mean, like, they should start using his music more and stuff. They should just start definitely doing, maybe trying to do more summer event stuff. Like, he should be at more events doing his music, like, because it's awesome. Like, it's yeah, I'm pumped about it. I think it's going to be sweet that he gets to go from the three-point contest straight to the mic. And I think other teams' favorite players could never even dream of doing this, (laughs) being this cool.
0: Yeah, right, man. And it is funny, though, because I do feel like, like you're saying, in general, if you were a league and you had connections with the the music industry and that kind of culture as well, why wouldn't you kind of have this crossover and promote it as much as possible? But no, they had to wait until Dame was like, an a, a just almost MVP level player before they're like, oh hey, would you like to come perform yeah. at the at the event that you're going to be uh, competing at as well? I, you know, it just it seems like it's one more snub. They're giving to Dame here, and we will yep. get again to the snubs for Dame in a second. Just wanted to tease that one out there because I'm, uh, I'm trying to do anything I can to not think about the refs from last night. But let's talk about one more good thing to kind of warm ourselves up here. Uh, not one but two of our players that we've called in this year, Mello, uh, Carmelo Anthony and Hassan Whiteside. Both of them have basically expressed that they would like to stay in Portland. Melo has said he would like to retire here. He's kind of uh, – sounds like he's maybe – I think he wants probably one more year uh, in the NBA, but it sounds like he's fallen in love with Portland in general and would like to maybe see that happen here. It could be some, some, uh, some spin and just like you know some podium speech. But we'll see about that. But the bigger one, in my opinion, uh, Ty, is that Hassan Whiteside has been pretty vocal. Like we mentioned last week with Bodmer and you reminded me that you've mentioned weeks ago. And actually uh, <laughs> you mentioned uh, this initially is that Whiteside has bought the home up here in, in Portland, but, uh, last week when you called me out for not remembering that you said it i even got other people mentioning yeah dude he uh he said that way back on this other episode why couldn't you remember that so right thank (laughs) you people i got
1: support (laughs) tweet me if you supported me (laughs) hell yeah
0: it was i I full-on got called out uh by even my brother for it man he went back he said he found the episode even i think so (laughs) my brother carter's got your back early (laughs) scoops
1: early scoops me i had it before all i had it before everybody what do you Twitch think, though? Instagram Lives and Snapchat Stories. That's right. Modern
0: let technology. Me, let me. Nice, nice. Okay, Ty, you are officially our uh, our social media guru. Then, I th- I, if that wasn't already obvious, I think between uh between all the saucy tweets you're putting out on the Trailcasters account. But what do you think? First of all, who do you think would be more important uh, between Mellow and Whiteside if we could have one of these dudes here as a Blazer next season, like locked in into the system, knowing the plays? Who Who do you think would be a bigger deal for us? Whiteside. You think Whiteside, even though Whiteside would be backing up Nurkic, because he's, he's not going to be the starter, he might get a good share of minutes. And he did mention that, too, in his conversation. He said he's liked, he's enjoying playing 30 minutes a game here instead of the 20 minutes game or so that he was getting in uh, Miami. But, again, if Nurk comes back as the starter, he might be sucking up a lot of those minutes. How uh, Do you think Whiteside would still be happy if he got a smaller role? And do you really think if he's like a bench center, is he a bigger deal than having... A veteran wing, when we've had such an issue having wing players here in Portland, I'm not trying to say Um, you're wrong. I'm just trying to set you up here and make you question Uh, everything about yourself.
1: (laughs) No, no, no. (laughs) I um, I think Whiteside, what he brings to the table, rebounding, being a backup big, he'd probably be the best backup big in the league. He, I think, Stotts has a way of getting players minutes throughout games and making them like he would be going against second unit centers, and I think he could really dominate and and still put up his stats in shorter stints play up to 28 30 minutes i think yusuf nurkic has the skill set and i think people forget that he is almost like a nikola Jokic. he has that similar loves to pass can throw great dimes can actually space the floor to that really high mid-range jumper he was shooting out by the elbow and i think he could eventually get out to that three-point line and that wouldn't be shocking if that's something that he could implement coming back from the uh this leg injury, so I think you can play him out more towards the wing and have Whiteside down low and almost have a twin towers. Maybe that's not – I know some people might think that's stupid who really follow stats and all that stuff, but I'm just saying, like, you can get two big seven-footers out there, and one can actually – do stuff with the ball, and then you have Whiteside down low. I mean, that's going to be tough to handle. So I think if you have Whiteside coming off the bench, and then let's say Nurkic is resting on back to backs, is hurt, then you have a starting caliber center who can step right in and play center. Yes, Melo is would be nice to be a better wing, but he's 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 a bit older, and I think you can go get more wings who can maybe do a little bit more, who maybe a little bit more athletic, who can be more defensive than the scoring mind because you have enough scoring power, especially if Hood comes back. And yeah, now man, how Gary Trent's playing.
0: Yeah, also a good point. But, yeah, you mentioned Hood. Hood will probably be the starting center uh, if he is healthy to go next season. But beyond him, we have Ariza, I believe, wrapped up uh, for one more year under contract. So we do have other wing options who are both a little younger, more spry than Melo, and can produce on a pretty similar level. Boy, I, I... Gotta say, I love Ariza, too, a little more after last night. I feel like a lot of his uh, ejection was standing up for Anthony Simons. But again, we will get to that game in a minute. I just feel like this is our way of kind of... It's like teasing commercial breaks, right? We're saying, oh, this is the big topic coming up. Uh, <laughs> sorry. I'm just being an ass. <laughs> but yeah, I I, uh, I like this idea, though. I, I think it's pretty funny how early on in the season, you and I even mentioned back on those early episodes where you were talking about Whiteside having a home here in Portland and buying the place and uh, getting friendly with the horses uh, next door. Uh, that sounded wrong but that's not what I meant. Uh, but, uh... <laughs> we mentioned even early on uh, it's like that was months ago, right, that we were talking...
1: <laughs> friendly with the horses and it was fine. You just couldn't roll with it. Not what I meant.
0: <laughs> all right, all right. I'm good. I'm Come good. I'm back. composed. Okay. <laughs> I'm composed. <laughs> you know, I th- I thought I was pretty composed from it until I looked over and just saw you kind of head in hands, and that th- I, that got me. <laughs> okay, anyway. <sighs> yeah, I just I thought it was funny. Is all I was trying to say, not insulting anyone's taste in neighbors. We were talking early on about Whiteside uh, and Nurkic being able to maybe be teammates long-term, being a, a, a cool combo, a, a twin towers, like you said, that would be something, yeah, maybe it's antiquated in a lot of people's, a lot of fan size, maybe something that not, not a lot of teams are doing, but we even mentioned earlier that we are seeing maybe uh, the idea that Stats is trying to get ahead of the curve a little here. If a lot of the teams are going towards the arc, obviously we still have three-point shooters, but you don't need all of that out there and if bigs are kind of being relegated to more of a accessory role, well here let's throw in some bigs in giant primary roles that you can't ignore. If these guys are getting easy buckets all the time, kind of like, you know, Anthony Davis and LeBron in LA, you can't just sit on the arc and fight that. Although again, we also did just see the undersized Houston Rockets, the 6-5 and under Rockets uh just melt threes from the arc and take down the Lakers. But that's also because the Lakers Have horrible coaching in Frank Vogel. That was ridiculous (laughs) coaching. That was,
1: yeah, that was different. I don't understand how LeBron wasn't running down and posting up, (laughs) and then all of a sudden doubles come, and then you just throw to cutters like all night. Like, okay, we're not going to go around the wing or running run pick and rolls. We're just literally going to post up back to the 1980s dribble, dribble, hook shot, dribble, dribble, hook shot, fake hook, go up and under. Yeah, that's what i was saying. Like you have new suburkers doing that all night. Yeah, like maybe you can get on little runs, but after a while, that big body bruising into a six four, six five wing yeah. over and over, and then Collins and then Whiteside, you're gonna be tired by the fourth quarter. You ain't gonna be able yeah. to do nothing.
0: Look, I mean, I, I was even uh I was watching uh my nephew, shout out to Adam uh, hey. and his, his dad, my brother CJ, hey. uh watching him play basketball this morning and saw the uh these young ten year olds playing and there's a slight difference in height advantage at one point. They're kind of matching the kids up on each team, kind of saying, okay, you guard him, you guard him, you guard him before the quarter starts. And the team that had the height, man, it was so easy for them at this young level. So what I'm trying to say is you think about the professional level, the height advantage is real. It's gonna carry over. There's gonna be a real difference if you can just get those easy buckets time after time. You're gonna force the other team to make every single three, or they can't keep up. Uh, so yeah, maybe there is something to this two towers idea. Maybe we see it with White and uh, White side and Nurkic next season or later this season. It could happen. Uh, let's talk about the backcourt before we talk about this week's games. We. Have seen some amazing milestones set by Dame the last couple weeks. We've gone over those. Lots of other pods have gone over those. We don't need to review it all again. All the amazing numbers he's puts up, the the forty five point per game average for a while, the ten assist uh, average. I think even now he's still averaging forty points a game after the last ten game streak over the, uh, between February and January. But all of that apparently not good enough for Damian Lillard to get Player of the Month uh, in January. LeBron averaging twenty five points a game and ten assists. Earned player of the month uh with his Lakers over Dame, who got two player of the week awards and averaged f- more or er, 20 points more a game. How, Ty? How do, how does this happen? What 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 is what what's going on here?
1: I don't understand. Um with Lillard, he won two of the month, or he won two of the weeks. He put up ridiculous stats. It was all like what we saw like the NBA talk about, besides honestly, like the Kobe death. And then we honestly was talking about how fantastic Damian Lillard's play was like he almost helped people almost get out yeah. of that in a way. It's been the
0: highlight thing. yeah exactly. That's that's a great point. It's been a highlight that kind of pulled a lot of people out of that. Sorry to interrupt you but I hadn't even no. again Ty you're blowing my mind today. That's a great point you're making. Please continue sir. You're good.
1: Maybe that's <laughs> why or maybe that's why LeBron got it to give the Lakers ah. I don't know. It is kind of a political league. We saw Jackson Hayes say that when he didn't get into the rookie <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, show game when he went on his little rant. Oh, he said NBA. more than that. He, <laughs> he did. Uh, so, But he did have a little point there that he works yep. in a very like, political league that's based on all politics, and you can get LeBron James with the Lakers or you can get Damian Lillard with the Portland Trailblazers. He's going to go LeBron James to the Lakers every time. So
0: Interesting. I do not like it, but I think you make a fair point. Moving right along, let's get into the games from last week. We had three games to go over. Ty, you had some uh, some bets on these games. You gave us some lines when we were talking with Michael Bodmer. Shout out to Michael Bodmer from ESPN's The Jump with hey! Rachel Nichols. What an awesome guest. He's been a lot of fun to talk to. We we're going to get him back on here soon because we got a lot more to discuss. But let's talk about these games. So Dame may have been snubbed for Player of the Month. No, not may have been. He definitely was snubbed uh, for Player of the Month here. But that wasn't even really the biggest snub of the week for the Blazers, and we will get to the game from last night in a second. But first, Ty, let's talk about the first game of the week. Uh, Denver, we had a uh, we were at Denver earlier in the week, I don't remember what day of the week it was, it doesn't even really matter at this point. But you had given us some lines where were we at for Denver?
1: Well, it was Tuesday. Tuesday, and, uh, thank you. <laughs> I had the Nuggets favored as four and a half point favorites, and I think you, me, and Michael all had the Blazers to cover, maybe. Can't exactly remember, but it was four and a half point favorites. And the Nuggets won, uh, 127 to 99. So they covered the four and a half.
0: <laughs> yes, they did. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that one. Uh, that one didn't go so
0: well for us. The worst quarter of the season. Blazers had 10 points in the second. Uh, not a great look. This. This is also the game where, uh, Nas little rolled his ankle pretty nasty. with Like 30 seconds left in the game, too. So it was. Really bad. Like we were already pretty much we knew the fate at that point of the game. So then to lose Nas as well, and we didn't see him play against uh, Spurs or Utah. Right? I don't believe later in the week.
1: Nope, he's been so, out. Yeah,
0: so that's, yeah that's that game.
1: Uh, I feel like we should have known. I actually bet on the Blazers, and there was a lot of people who were like, "Yeah, the Blazers are coming in. They're playing this Nuggets team that's on second. Or I think they're our second out of a the back-to-back. The Blazers are hot. Damian Lillard's hot. Nuggets are blah blah blah. So I'm gonna actually take the Blazers up to the underdogs, and I think the Blazers is just I. As an experienced fan, I should have known that a regression was going to come after beating four really good teams like that. They, this team doesn't really have it. They have it in there to win five shit, but that's I mean, that's five really hard games to win in a row that you knew at one point the Blazers were going to regress a little bit. So I should have yeah. known better than that. But uh, and, and yeah, is, that was a my frustrating old... game.
0: I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there.
1: No, I was just saying yeah, but it was just a <laughs> frustrating game and it was it, it got out of, it got out of hand early. And it was
0: yeah. Done. Skype is doing wonders for us today you know it's, it's working out great uh, <laughs> but yeah it was it was definitely a frustrating one. it was the first uh, one of two this week at altitude as well the mile high stadium is pretty famous for kind of giving teams a rough time when they're coming in there on the road and we've been playing pretty well up till then so yeah you kind of knew at some point there had to be some regression the biggest thing to me was Nas's ankle and he did have some quotes a- sorry he did have some quotes afterwards uh saying that it's not the worst rolled ankle he'd had. It's not even the second worst. Not that bad. I've had ones where I couldn't really walk. Compared to that, I'm doing pretty well. Uh, he then said, he said goes on to say, we had x-rays. They came back negative, so that's a positive. Gives a little slight smile. Then he goes, play on words. No, nah, I'm just feeling it out right now. The dude was like, I loved it. I don't know if you saw this interview, Ty, but I just loved how kind of like wry and coy he was. He was just like, yeah, they came back negative, so that's a positive. Play on words. <laughs> <laughs> a jokester for youngster. Jokester. So so uh yeah, so so dry. But yeah, man, I'm uh I'm stoked that he's pretty positive on it. Hopefully we'll see him back in the lineup soon. The next game this week, Blazers came home uh on Friday night for a game against the Spurs, and this one went Thursday our way. Night. Oh Thursday? Nah Thursday night. Oh yeah, today's Saturday. Okay, fine. The Blazers came home. To face the Spurs on Thursday night, and this one went our way. A 125 to 117 victory, even without Nas. Uh it worked looked pretty well for us. What was our line on this one? I don't remember. I had it as Blazers minus three. Blazers minus three. Okay, so you had Blazers as the favorites, but uh this I they they covered that that minus three. They they took the win in there. Uh yeah, th- so did you actually have money on that? Did you place that bet? I did. I had the money nice. and I had the
1: over. And by the way, if you're listening to this and you are betting. For a while, bet every Blazers over if it looks like if it's around that two twenty between two thirty range. They they've won over ten of their last eleven games. So, Ooh, really? Yeah, I tend to take the Blazers overs. I don't. I haven't been betting on the spreads lately, just so my heart doesn't hurt both <laughs> if they lose and then I lose money. But then I bet on scoring, so that way if the other team's scoring and then the Blazers score, I can I can root for that. So
0: just well, yeah, a little a-
1: side thing for anybody. No, no,
0: it's a good note. I am taking notes over here because I would like to make a little extra money right now. That would be handy. But uh, that was but a good
1: game. Uh, I was yeah. fantastic to see the Blazers put on a nice little scoring spurt. They scored 39 points in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And, uh, we saw a good game from Dame. We saw a beast game from Whiteside, 23 rebounds. Right. Um, Fantastic.
0: Ties a uh, season high, right? He's had 23 rebounds twice now.
1: Yeah, which is just, I mean, he's just a beast, so... Uh, how about yeah. this
0: too? I saw uh, it was it was Dame's fifteenth double double. That's t- that ties his career high as far as a uh, uh, season goes, and we're only a little past halfway through the season, so you know he's gonna have more. So another milestone for Dame.
1: It's coming in, and then the next night we played the Utah Jazz. Here we go. Here we go. I had that line at Jazz minus five. It opened up in Vegas at Jazz minus nine, and actually got up to Jazz minus ten at some point before. This game. Before we get into this, I have already had a problem with the Utah Jazz because I've been betting on them this last week or so, maybe two weeks, and they've been terrible. They have been absolutely trash. They are not (laughs) a contender. They have this stacked team. They they blew so many games. They should have beat us the second night of back to back a while ago, and they and they lost to us when we were way. That game was way more in their favor than that, and then they lost that. They lost to a Nuggets team that only had seven players and who were on the second out of a back to back. And they I think they were fourteen point favorites in that game. They just outright lost. They were a ten point favorite to us and they should have lost. They lost. They they didn't cover their ten points. I had the Blazers plus ten and the over in that game. So my little rant over. <laughs> no, no, I, please. That team is a that team is not I, and I'm not even, like, I was playing on this anyway. Like, they are obviously a talented roster. They have a lot of good players on that team. They have a deep bench. But something is, they are not a, a, a legit container. They are going to get Damn. probably beaten the first round by somebody. Call it, man. Until Lock they can it figure in. it out. There's something wrong with that team. And it showed last night, too, that they had to... Get a crap, not goaltend call, and as well uh, as just other things that didn't go their way to beat a seven-man Blazers team who played their starters oh my God. basically the whole game with only like two guys scoring. I'm just. I'm done. Maybe you. You, you <laughs> people are tired of hearing me.
0: talk. No, I. I know you're not done. But I'll. I'll tap in for a second here. This was absurd. This was the most ridiculous officiating I have ever seen. You have heard me rant on officiating. All the listeners have heard me rant plenty about the officiating. This was. This was unacceptable. It does not make sense that you missed that call at the end. And yes, we're just. I'm. I'm. I'm skipping right by the fact that Royce O'Neill undercuts I, Anthony Simons on a jumper. Dirty, man. It was so dirty. There's not even question at this point. I've seen so many different angles on it. There's no question in my mind this was a dirty play. There's nothing about him trying to get out of the way. Was he trying to maybe like just... he, he He was taking up Ant's space. He even planted his foot at one point. You see him looking at Ant. You see him jumping towards him, and he moves the foot to take up more space under him. Anyone who has played... In the anyone who's played played basketball, you don't have to have played in the league or even competitively. You know what it looks like when someone jumps. You know what kind of space they need. This was not acceptable. Okay, I said I was gonna skip that part, and I didn't skip it. I'm not gonna skip this part either. Mellow, Royce O'Neal later in the game. If that wasn't dirty enough, if you weren't totally clear that Royce O'Neal should have been tagged for this, given a flagrant or, or text or something, something should have been done about that. Not just in sending Anthony into the concussion protocols, but a little while later, Royce O'Neal, uh, Royce O'Neal goes after Mello. They're under the hoop, and you see Mello, live action, I didn't quite see what happened, but you see Mello get up in O'Neill's face. They have to be separated, and even after they're separated, Mello is going after O'Neal, kind of like, yeah, I'm good, I'm good, but pacing him down the course, still following with him. And then you see the replay. There is no question, again, a second play in the same game where Royce O'Neal undercuts Anthony Simons. He got... It, it, he did the Kelly Olynyk to what like what Olynyk did to Love back when a couple years ago in the playoffs. Yeah, it's it's true. It's what the move was, man. He got Melo's hand locked underneath his armpit. You can see him squeeze the arm and then wrench his body sideways. It's like you could do serious damage that to a player with that kind of move. We saw what happened to Kevin Love and his shoulder uh, after Kelly Olynyk did that. We saw all the stuff that followed up with that, or the drama, people accusing Olynyk of it. I think he had to apologize at one point, right? I, I don't know. There was even other talk about. About uh, when he got moved and all that and Kelly Olynyk is not the thing here. Royce O'Neill is a dirty <laughs> motherfucking player. That was some garbage bull. <laughs> that game, dude. Oh, okay. And now, now that we've gotten past that, let's talk about these <laughs> refs. And I'm gonna say them by name. Brian Forte, number forty-five. He's a twelve-year ref. J.B. DeRosa. It by name. J., n- name and number, because I want look the same way that we watch Scott Foster. When Scott Foster or Joey Crawford refs a game, you want to know about it. Brian Forte, number 45. He's a 12 year ref. That dude had some issues. I'm not going to go on him too much. JB DeRosa, uh, number 62, three year ref. Look, okay, three years. Maybe you can't. Uh, nope. No, nope. you can't. Ex- Don't. You can't. No, Don't you can't. Ex- I'm Don't not going to. I'm you're not going to try. i a professional, I'm professional in the NBA. <laughs> yeah, he has nope. three years experience in the NBA. He refed before that as well. But he's the, on the dude. Hateless now. The dude that killed me last night, Josh Tiven, number 58, nine years ref in the NBA. This dude. He yeah. is the one that, like, I'm pretty sure he's the one that Ariza went after. Uh, and Ariza gave, or he, he gave Ariza the tech. Then Ariza barks at him more. Doesn't quite take him up. Then Ariza barks at him more. I swear, this was falling up because Ariza got no call. Maybe against Rose O'Neal. I'm not, I'm not going to guarantee that because I don't remember. I don't have the clip in front of me. I don't know for sure. But I think Ariza was pissed about what did not get called for Simons. And he took it out. I believe it was on number 58, Josh Tiven. If I got that ref mixed up, it was either him or DeRos, I'm pretty sure that was Tivin.
1: All but three of those reps. All three of them. All that.
0: All three of them, dude, this, because that's the real thing. Forget that call. Forget the six techs in the game, uh, the four others besides Ariza's ejection. Forget that Dame only got three free throws in this game that has this much going wrong, this many things being called, and you send one of the dudes who is one of the premier free throw getters in the league. He only gets three free throws on this. That is absurd. You get by all of that. And this roster, this seven-man roster, well, we started the night with nine or ten. We started with ten, and then Whiteside had a leg contusion, so he couldn't go. Then we lost Ariza. Then, uh... Oh, and I'm sorry. We lost Simons, then then Ariza. Ariza. We played this with seven people uh, on a a, a road back-to-back at altitude. This is the second game of the week at altitude. And we still almost beat the number four seed in the West, these fake contenders, as you put it, the Utah Jazz with Donovan Mitchell and all his stupid-ass trash talk about
1: Gary Trent after the game. Uh, Yeah. And of all people, he comes yes, at please. Gary Trent. He doesn't try to talk on Dame and CJ because he knows he knows they got away with that. So he's gonna go at Gary Trent. And heck yeah, for Gary Trent, he is. He I comes love talking, Gary Trent now, and he's, he's a role talking player, like Gary into Trent. All stars head, dude. No, yeah, he's
0: he. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, the star of Utah after the game, is talking like Trent came and was like being uh, abusive or disrespectful or talking trash, like outside of what is acceptable in an NBA environment. And Trent has to even, he's given quotes later saying, like, look, I may be a dog on the court, but I'm a nice guy, I'm a fun guy, I'm a friendly little stuff. He, he's You don't have to apologize for anything, Gary. No apologies necessary, Sorry, my he's man. i playing
1: tough defense on you, Donovan Mitchell. Gary, Gary, the game before. Because you're also the guy that had like three points the other night through four quarters. No All-Star. I can't remember the last time an All-Star did that. Don't <laughs> even try and talk crap on Gary Trent. He'd school you right now. Lock you down. Gary Trent is talking the
0: game before. After the Spurs game, he's talking about how he's worked on his defense all, uh, all season. And you know who he's probably guarding in practice is CJ. So he's got a, a guard in front of him who he has to learn to defend. He has to learn to defend at a high level. And... Donovan Mitchell is going to spend his time talking about that instead of owning the elephant of the room. This ridiculous goaltending call that I'm going to loop back to here and blame these three refs. Again, their names, Brian Forte, Josh Tiven, JB DeRosa. Put these dudes in the same hall, same pantheon as Scott Foster, and I'm going to say Tim Donaghy as well. Tim, Go- Tim Donaghy is the king of corrupt refs and, and bull****** ass refs, and he's in he's he's facing punishment for it. Scott Foster should not be in the league. I don't know why, Ty. That's a great rhyme. I was gonna try and go further with that, but I won't. I don't know why, Mr. Ty Dalbridge that the you NBA don't know doesn't. Why the hold refs are lying to us? Why why does the NBA not hold the refs more accountable? I, I didn't do the research before this. I heard Danny talking about it on Outsiders last night. Shout out to Danny Morang, Joe hey, Simons, hey. who were going off about this as well. Uh all the other leagues, MLB, NHL, MLS, these they are they have things in place. They have measures in place that we will look into and get back on chapter two about this. They have measures in place to hold refs accountable when they do a poor job or to make sure that there is not other outside influences uh, getting the refs to call things a certain way or showing certain biases. The NBA protects their refs to the nth degree, to a different level. And we had, again, Brandon Goldner and I, shout out to him, hey. my, my former co-host here on Trailcasters. He and I had a pod back in the day, I think, I believe with Eric Griffith, if I'm getting it right, uh, about exactly this, about refs and 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 nba refs being held accountable as it's it's, oh man okay i'm going down a rabbit hole here it's it's absurd though it is absolutely ridiculous that they are not held more accountable for things like this it was it was such an obvious goaltend everybody knew it the players knew it coach stott spoke on after the game uh he said it was an inexcusable missed call no other way to describe it could have called goaltending and reviewed it But instead, they swallowed their whistles on a play that was pretty obvious. Disappointing that such a great effort was decided by that. Let me read one more quote here to kind of get us back on track and start just kind of taking a breath. Dame postgame. This is what really wraps it up for me, dude. Dame says, we gave ourselves a chance to win a tough game on the road. They cost us the game. I don't want to see no report. We're in a playoff race, and they cost us a game on an easy call. And he cuts off Casey on. Was asking a question. No call, no call, no call. Then they miss the goaltending, cost us the game. Then Dwight James is trying to ask a question about, is there a way to take off the sting? And he cuts off Dwayne, Ain't no way to take this thing out of that. We can't have the game back. It's a loss on our record. We are in a playoff race and we need ev- we need every game we can get. And we had that type of effort and they missed that. That an easy call like that. And you want us to walk away and say nothing? It cost us the game. Of course we're going to say something about it. That's BS. I am shocked the dude did not say bullshit. Because that was some bull. (laughs) but the fact that Dame, that he's a real pro, that he could go through all that as frustrated as he is, I've never seen him that pissed off, and he was able to refrain himself and say
1: BS. (sighs) Yeah, we've never seen Dame that pissed off uh, like that in an interview, we've never seen him that pissed off on the court like that, and we might never see him that pissed off again, he's the type of guy that he had every right to act like this, but knowing him, actually, you know what, this was so bad, he might not, but like, He's the type of guy that like who might come out like, in a week or two but be like, yeah, like, I was kind of embarrassed when I saw myself act like that. But like on this, he might not. He might have been like, yeah, no, this was well-deserved. I just feel like that's the type of guy Dame is. And I feel like this was maybe the one outburst we'll ever really see from him like that. I, I don't know if we'll ever see it. But it was 100% deserved. Um, I won't say on it too much because we both ran it on it. One thing, <laughs> I did like seeing Trevor Reza stand up for his players. I yes. was kind of shocked that he... Wasn't smarter than that to realize the situation in the game that he was the eighth dude and that if he goes down, then he's leaving his team hanging that early yeah. in the game. It was really early in the game. Shocked to see a veteran like him do that. It was well-deserved. Yeah. That's why it was just it's like you can't hate on it too much, but it's like I wish he would have been a little bit smarter than that, but right. what do you do? BS, but you got to move on, and I'm, I, I hope this just adds more fire to Damian Lillard's or more wood di- to Damian Lillard's fire and more wood to this whole team's fire, and they can try to use this to really go and fight harder now.
0: Yeah, let, let me let me hit on this, and then we'll uh, move on for good from it. The last uh, two-minute report did come out, and obviously they noted that the goaltending call was missed. It should have been counted. This is something, again, shout-out to Danny Morang and Joe Simons on Outsiders. I have heard them and others mention there is some precedence for the idea of when a game is this close in the end and this egregious of a mistake, there is precedent to replay at least some final seconds or minute or so of a game the next time these teams meet up. Utah and Blazers do have one more game on the schedule. It would be possible for the closing minute and a half or minute 15 or 30 seconds or whatever to be played. When well, they have I admitted... Do it. It, okay, I was going to try and lead up and, and ask I mean, you. Yeah. You're mean, right. Don't
1: waste your time. It's not... <laughs> like, no matter how... like it, it just doesn't matter. Like The Blazers could have the ref like there. He admitted he's basically like if you did murder, yes, I guilty somebody. <laughs> yes, I got the call wrong. We he even said it. We went and looked at the monitor and, and we saw that we got the call wrong. I mean that's evidence right there. You can have the video, the timestamp, all of it. You can take it to the whatever and it's just gonna be like, Yep, sorry, move along. Like it happens every NBA game. We saw it happen with the Rockets with that missed dunk. They did protest it and just knowing the Rockets and how they handle things. They put out that two-minute league report before they played the Warriors one time about how they had missed calls that would have won them the game based off the refs who were in the game. Just stuff like that. So you know they, when they actually got a protest, they sent in probably documents and documents and everything they could, and they still got denied. So, yeah, I mean, I'm wasting my time even ranting about it now. It's not going to happen.
0: I guess my hope is just that maybe that would also be that, that That was not precedent in that it succeeded like the other example that I cannot remember the, uh, uh, the the case right now or the specific game but I'm hoping that maybe that would be a crack in the dam the idea that we are seeing in in frequency now with the Houston reference as well we're seeing some serious mistakes to the point that teams are upset enough that they are trying to call for this to happen so I don't know I'm going to Cross my fingers, but not hold my breath. How about that? I'm not going to hope out that it's going to happen too much, but boy, it would be nice with Cross your day.
1: fingers. Might as well do some <laughs> <for> your
0: fingers. <laughs> uh, oh. Yeah, I'm, I'm flipping them off. I'm flipping off the refs every <laughs> day with it too, man. Fuck <laughs> the refs. Uh, all the tweets, just hashtag fix the refs, hashtag fix the NBA. If you hashtag fix the refs, it would hashtag fix the NBA. It really would, man. I know hashtags are dumb. I don't care. I'm an old man. This <laughs> this pissed me off. Okay. Let's take a break real quick and we'll come back, talk some fantasy ball and betting lines for next week. Welcome back. Okay, so uh, before we get into the fantasy ball and the rest, how about the real end of that game there? Biggie, after the ridiculous goaltend or lack of goaltending call, Biggie almost hit a three. We didn't even mention that dude, and it looked down. It looked like it was a good shot. I was hoping
1: Biggie was going to hit that. That would have just been.
0: It would have like, been so sweet.
1: Or like I would have feel like that would have been almost a bigger fu than Dame hitting it. Obviously, Dame hitting yeah. that, that yeah. would have just been the perfect thing. But I feel like Caleb hitting, yeah, you know what? We're going to have Caleb hit it. Now we're going to go beat you in overtime. Like, Yeah, dude.
0: Literally our seventh man right now. As far as seventh man in, our, in our, on the rotation that night, this dude was newest to the lineup, fresh in there, and he's only playing because we only had seven dudes. And he almost got that, dude. It would have been so sweet. Okay, let's talk about fantasy ball, which is so much sweeter than a real basketball right now because your boy is 11-4. and four. Still. I'm second in the East. And uh, la- last week, my wife, Abby, shout out to her and hey! the Better Call Gasals. Uh, <laughs> I love that she still got that name even with Gasal. Uh, well, I don't know. He might be coming back to the Blazers at some point. But anyway, the, Mo- the How Could You Be Moharkless, uh had a close game, dude. She was The Better Call Gasals were fighting me tough, but I pulled that one out. And now this week, I'm up against uh, Rip City PDX Carpet, uh, owner of, if I'm pulling this up, do Evan Thompson. He and I have been going to head to head, and he had me for a little bit, but I've that's got my a buddy. Oh yeah, nice. Shout out to Evan, man. Shout out to hey. Evan Thompson for joining us. Thank you, dude. I uh, uh, do not take it personally. I've been handing out the beatdowns uh, this season so far. Since we're in week fifteen, I only have four losses and one of them. Uh, yeah, never mind. I'm I not making excuses. I'm second in, second in the conference right now. How are you doing, Mr. Stotts Tots? How's your team? We
1: have uh, we have suffered another injury to Mr. Kyrie Irving. He's oh, back that's on right. the injury report, so. <laughs> Stotts Tots has taken some L's. Stotts Tots also's general manager and coaching staff lacked for a couple weeks. And even when Kyrie Irving was having some good games, he was on the bench.
0: Oh no! So we,
1: we, <laughs> I think I had caught up and was like seven and seven or something like that, or seven or six and six. I'm now seven and eight. I'm now trailing this week. Five forty 540 to five forty eight to seven forty doesn't look good. I'm about to go seven and nine.
0: Who are you trailing right now? What who are you playing?
1: I'm playing, uh... Bop, bop, bop. My matchup doesn't want to open. Oh, I shit. It. There it is. I am playing Oregon Rose City Champions. And Rose City Champion, indeed, he is at the moment.
0: <laughs> well, hey, I can, uh, I can probably... Knee. I can probably say that I've got Gary Trent on my roster too. By the way, he's been he's been rocking hey. for me. I picked up Michael Porter Jr. too, but he, you know, just like you're complaining with Kyrie and the injuries, man. Michael Porter Jr. he's been injured a lot for me. It's really holding me back. It's really slowing down. Hey, my Hey, how dare today. you? You know what? Even
1: <laughs> so silent about the Donovan Mitchell talk over there. He's on, you got him on your
0: team. Hey, well, you know, he he was producing pretty well early in the year. I'm not I'm not hyping him up Move right now because I'm not happy with Move that away. guy. <laughs> okay, you know what? Fine. Let's see. I'm moving Donovan Mitchell to my bench right now. I'm gonna keep he's Gary Trent. Yeah, I'm. But Donovan Mitchell is benched. He's not playing. He's not playing today anyway. But he's sitting on the bench. He's right next to Michael Porter Jr. with his injury. I'll, so I'll take
1: this. I'll take your Blazers fandom seriously when I see next game. He has a game and he's sitting on your bench. So <laughs> that's when I know <laughs> that you're true diehard.
0: Well, you know, if if he plays tomorrow and I'm winning the matchup still, uh, which I I feel like I will be against uh, Evan. Shout out. Uh, I'll uh, I'll I'll keep Donovan on the bench. We'll see how that goes. But. Uh, Listen, uh, shout out to all the other owners in here. Hey! Uh, we got 20 teams in here. We, we kind of have selected on this for a minute, so I just want to give everyone their props. Uh, but we got Ryan Whitty from Blazer Tag on Vancouver Taco Corp. We got Chris Burkhardt in here. Uh, Greg Odin's Ravens, also 7 and 8. He's right there with you, Stots Tots. Uh, right behind Va- Ryan Whitty at Vancouver Taco Corp at 9 and 6. Who else can we point out? I know um, we got uh, Danny Morang. Shout out to our Outsiders host that we mentioned before. Down at the bottom of the conference, 3-11. and 11. He is not doing so well with his fast and the Curious. But, uh, you know, Curry's been injured all season, so I'm not I'm not even sure if he's on his roster. But obviously the namesake only can only can be uh, dark foreshadowing, obviously. Uh, and I got to shout out my, my buddy, Babbitt's Bad Habits. He's now 0-15 with five weeks to go in the season, man. We can get you a win. It's not too late. There's five games left uh, for Brennan Geiger. We can get him a win at some point. Uh, oh, hey, there you go. He's actually losing to Danny Morang this week. So shout out to both of them. One of them will come out on top. All right, tie. That's enough fantasy ball. Let's get back to the real ball. The stuff that hasn't happened yet, so we can still be hopeful. There's not any nasty refs that have yet robbed the Blazers of another game. They have, no one has snubbed Dame uh, of the games that have come next week. So what do we have to look forward to? What can we, uh, what can we play some bets on?
1: No snubbing yet. Uh, we have tomorrow, February 9th, the Blazers host the Miami Heat. Okay. The Heat, um, they rested a bunch of guys. I know some guys were out last night, so now they're off today, play tomorrow. I expect them to have a full team. I expect Jimmy Butler um, to play, maybe even Andre Iguodala, the newest player, to play. We won't see Myers Leonard, who's out with an ankle injury. That's another Blazer coming back to Moda Center, who's not playing.
0: Yeah, they're, they're, he's, he may be out with an ankle injury. He's really just ducking the team, man. I, I
1: love Myers. Shout out to my right. boy.
0: But they just they don't want to come back to Portland and play against this team right now. They know what's
1: up. I wouldn't either. So I'm going to set. I, I know the Heat. They are, uh, <laughs> I'm going to be honest. So depending on how Vegas sets this line, I, your boy might be uh, betting on the Heat. But oh, I'm going to Ty. set. I'm going to set this at Portland two and a half point favorites.
0: Okay. Okay. Whew. You had me there for a second, man. Look, I've had enough rage today. You you don't want this aimed at you. Uh, this cannon don't is warmed it. up. You don't, don't want me aiming that. The, all that I'm, rage over you.
1: Yeah. Keep I'm keep the Blazers that on me, as the favorite Bobby. there. <laughs> what, what's that? I'm keeping him. I said don't keep it. Down, I said don't put that <laughs> on me, Ricky Bobby. But <laughs> all I'm right, going to uh, keep this at Portland minus two and a half, just to please everybody. <laughs> I'm I taking it. I think the Blazers. Yeah, we're gonna put it there.
0: You, you, you think the Blazers are good? You think it's going to be close? You think Blazers cover? Say it. Say it, Ty. The Blazers cover. Okay. Okay.
1: <laughs> What's next? The next one, uh, Blazers at Pelicans on February 11th. And uh, if the Pelicans are healthy, if they have Zion playing, Brandon Ingram playing, That's a really dominant team. I'm going to set the line at Pelicans minus two. If Zion or Brandon Ingram don't play, I will put the Blazers as minus three.
0: Wait, so Pelicans minus two right now. So Blazers are not the favorite against Pelicans. But you're saying if, if, if either one of them, Brandon or Zion, don't play, you'd say it shifts the Blazers that quick?
1: In my, I, I'm going to set it, yeah. It, it probably won't, but I think the people I I see the Vegas Lions are uh, listening to a lot of people and just seeing how like a lot of numbers have been going lately. A lot of people like the Pelicans, but and they're a really good team. They are stacked at every position, and what yep. they do really well is uh, they're really good at power forwards and bigs down low, and that's kind of where the Blazers lack right now, especially Zion. They're going to have a tough time defending Zion. I don't know who defends him.
0: Okay, okay, that's fair. Well, if so I'm putting it
1: as Pelicans. Uh, I'm just going to say Pelicans minus two.
0: I am going to say uh, Damien's Rage wins out on this one uh, if it doesn't get all exhausted in that first game. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm taking Blazers. I'm going the fan vote. I will say, uh, yeah, I'll,
1: I'm, I'm going against the spread. There we go. I'll go with you as well. I think the Blazers steal a win there. Please. Next night, Blazers at the Memphis Grizzlies. Second night back to back for the Blazers. I think Memphis will open up as three point favorites. Maybe even three and a half.
0: Memphis Memphis three point favorites over Ah oh man.
1: So and yeah. They've they? they been good at home.
0: Do you think we see Justice Winslow play at that point? He was just traded for Iggy, right?
1: No, I don't I don't know. He hasn't really played all year for the Heat. We might not see him, but it doesn't matter because they didn't really I mean they trade it's like you don't add him to the mix, but you trade Andre Iguodala, who wasn't playing for you anyway, so it doesn't feel <laughs> like you're losing something. So I, th- I, th- that Memphis team is really good. They like to really push the pace. I think it's going to be a very, very high-scoring game. can see this thing open up, and the total is around 240, probably two, 242, I would imagine. But I'm going to take, I would think, the blade. Mm, do, 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 do. I'm gonna th- I think Memphis <laughs> wins that game. You think Memphis gets it? Uh, yeah, I think it's second night. I think it's the last game for the All-Star break. Yeah, Blazers might be wanting to get home second night of back-to-back, get some okay. tired legs, mellow, like those type of guys, try to get some rest. So They might be thinking about their vacation now because now it's a week long. So Yeah. Okay, well, you know what and I'm going to do That happens, then? and I don't think they'll be the only team in the league. So.
0: No, that's all. Yeah, it's, we've seen this before. The, those last couple games the week before the All-Star break, uh, yeah, teams start to get their players uh, the breaks they can get. But you know what I'm going to do for this bet? I'm 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 agreeing with you. I'm feeling like this might be rough for the Blazers on the end of the the, the trip and the the back-to-back and they're getting ready for a real break. I will simply abstain from betting because I don't want to bet against my my guys right now. They I just they need they need all our fan it's hearts they can get. So uh so you're alone on that one, Mr. Ty Delbridge. Safe
1: betting s- saves money. Safe betting saves money. I like it. I just came up with that. I don't know if that's a good motto or not, but I'm trying to roll with it.
0: S S B S M. It sounds a little dangerous there when you make Oof. it. Uh, <laughs> Oof. We're not going to go with that one. <laughs> All right. Hey, a uh, quick shout out to uh, Jared or- uh, Jared H. at Nervous Orca hey! on uh, on Twitter. He wrote in to the trail casters. We asked earlier for your hot takes and your rage. And he is going to win the card this week with his tweet of rage. Oops, I forgot the question mark. Also, f- <laughs> the refs and f- the dirty ass jazz. Dot, dot, dot. And then he puts in the question mark. So he covers all his bases, and he gets it out there. He's venting, just like I feel like you and I have done today, Ty. Uh, so shout out to Jared. Hey! Um, he's going to be the winner for this week. And Ty, do you, uh, do you have a card you want to send Jared's way when he gets in touch with us? Or when we get in touch with him, whatever comes first?
1: Once you get in touch with us, I'll let him know what the card is. All right. It's a mystery. We, we
0: will mystery. We'll have that handled. And yeah, uh, Jared will definitely get in touch, or, or we will reach out. We'll reach out to all you guys. We will... Get everything organized more with the cards as we get back on top. Maybe we take the all-star break coming up to uh, kind of get on top of that. Rejuvenate and of ourselves. That yeah, reju- <laughs> rejuvenate ourselves. Maybe get some merch going. Uh, we keep teasing these live shows that could happen. Uh, on that real quick, I had a venue that I was looking at uh, for a live show coming up here. And unfortunately, they are closing their doors tonight. Uh So unfo- uh, that one is not going to work out. Couldn't get it organized quick enough. But we'll make another one happen. Uh, there are other ones in the wings. And so, uh, you know, keep your eyes and ears peeled for all your Trillcaster's latest.
1: latest. <laughs> well, eyes and ears are <laughs> peeled. Balling.
0: All right. Well, anyway, thank you, listeners. And remember, you can always write us at any time about anything. You don't have to wait for these weekly prompts. You can send us your questions, your hot takes, your outrage about ridiculous garbage refs or anything else you want to tell us about. Uh, and prop bets. Send us some other lines. Uh, you know, Ty, I keep meaning to add more things into the, in these betting lines uh, for these games. And I totally forgot. So you know what we're going to do? Leave that till next week.
1: I don't blame you. That's a good point. <laughs> uh,
0: and as as of next week, or as for next week, if anyone does want to write us in those questions, uh, we will always take them. Where can they find us on the social medias, Ty? At
1: Trailcasters. That's on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram.
0: Also, they can find me at Rip City Keith and you at Ty Delbridge. And also check out more betting lines from Ty at the at TD Sports Podcast. And if uh, if they're looking to send us some fancy dancing emails, Ty, where do we take those fancy dancies?
1: Trailcasters at gmail.com.
0: And on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, anywhere you are finding our podcast, what are we always looking for?
1: Five stars. And when we
0: find where that when we find out where you can find odar's music we will let you know because these beautiful beats from odar that were at soundcloud.com slash odar beats uh are missing they are MIA currently but we will uh, we'll get those back for you you can always find them here on the pod so please be sure to listen in closing, your honorable listeners, that's it. That's our show. Thank you, Ty, as always. Thank you, Odor, for these fat beats that are now apparently just ours. Thank you to our sponsor, Clearly Speaking. And uh, thank you, listeners, for a great listening. We hope you enjoy your Blazers, your Ripsey basketball, and our latest episode. Thank you again. And please come back next week for the next edition of The Trailcasters.
1: Sweet.
0: Ran through it.